the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. We're glad you've chosen to join us today. Our passion at His Life Ministries is to help believers know Him and show Him. So we keep it simple. It's just about Jesus. Our prayer is that the Holy Spirit will make His truth plain to you so you can walk in freedom and enjoy the life of union that God has designed for you to live. And now, here's Pastor Todd. Because of what is celebrated as Valentine's Day, I was impressed to speak on love. And in regard to that, it's amazing how we so easily pick up on the world's definitions, how we so easily absorb and accept and define life according to the way the world does. All that has to happen is that Everybody else act like it's normal, and pretty soon we tend to embrace it that way. If you do not have a mooring, something that holds truth in place for you, you will drift into the world's definition of life, just as you will drift into the world's definition of love. Because the world has a whole different view of what love is. The world wants us to quantify everything according to the flesh because that's how they live. They want us to know peace according to the flesh. They want us to know joy according to the flesh. And they want us to know love according to the flesh. And here's the thing. Love is a fruit of the Spirit, but it is according to the Word of God and in our very experience and in the truth of the gospel, it is the very character of God himself. It is who God is. It's not just what God does. What God does, he does because of who he is. And if we can just embrace who God is fully and completely, we can embrace the fact that God is love. And it's in the context of knowing that God is love that our whole Christian experience is shaped. Our whole understanding of how God sees us, how God knows us, how God deals with us, how he plans our future, how he orders our steps, what's involved in obedience, what's involved in repentance, how we see ourselves, how we see others. All of that is known in the context of God's love through the context of God's love. We cannot possibly have a proper understanding of Christianity on any front apart from the love of God. If we define love according to the flesh, 
We will come up sadly short in our relationship with God because in the same way we would reject others, we find that we run from God's perceived rejection because we don't know God as love. Now, if we know God as love, then we don't run from him, we run to him. We don't live in a distant relationship, we live in an intimate one. Well... The world wants us to see love the way they see love. So it has defined love many different ways, but it has defined love according to how someone treats you or how they make you feel. And there are equally erroneous definitions that are as unstable and inconsistent as the soul of man is. Many would say that love is a feeling. None of these are truly love. And while Every Christian should know what love is. We can look at all of the infidelity in the Christian world, and we can look at all the divorces in the Christian world, and we can say somewhere along the line, these people have lost the truth of what love is. They've lost the full impact of who God is. Because when we lose the truth of love, we lose the impact of God's love in our lives. Our understanding of love affects our relationship with God even more than it affects our relationship with one another. Because it is the love of God. It is understanding his love that allows me to love you. It allows me to love my wife. It allows me to love my children the way God designed my children to be loved, the way you were designed to be loved. The relationship that God designed in marriage is based on his love, not on flesh love. Well... What is love? And more to the point, who is love? First John 4, 8. He who does not love has not become acquainted with God, does not and never did know him, for God is love. He who does not love has not known God, because if you love, you have to know God to love. You cannot love apart from him. Love is who God is. Love has its source in God. Now you've heard me say that about a lot of the fruits of the Spirit. Well, that's what they are. They have their source in God. But love is unique in that it describes the fullness of the character of God. He does nothing apart from his love. Love is the character of God. Love is the very nature of God. And you cannot love apart from God. It is impossible for an unbeliever to love the way we were intended to be loved. They can't love each other the way they were intended to be loved. That's why there's so much distortion. There's so many things that are going on in in marriages today that just say selfishness. They don't say love. God defines love by himself. Unless you know who God is, you can't live the Christian life with any degree of freedom. You can't love apart from him. That's why the Bible tells us we're not to be unequally yoked. A lost person cannot give you the love you were designed to have, to receive. Our liberty in living the Christian life is based in the assurance of his love. It is love that motivates us and compels us to live out of our relationship with him. 
It is that love that compels us to be intimate with him. That compels us to walk with him. It is the fact that we were made in love and made for love that allows us to live the Christian life the way he designed us to live. Because now love is the resource. Love is the power that propels everything that he asks us to do. Paul just read 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Every single thing is nothing apart from love. And he names it all. He even names faith. He says, if I have the faith to move mountains, but have not love. You know, the issue for us is not whether or not we have love as Christians. We have love. Don't we? The person who has faith but does not have love has, does not have godly faith. Does not have true faith. He just believes in what he believes. We have his love, so therefore we have his faith. When he became our life, we received all that he is. And love is the main character of who he is. Second Corinthians 5.14 For the love of Christ controls and urges us and impels us because we are of the opinion and conviction that if one died for all, then all died. We as believers were created for and by his love. In his death, all that makes us unlovely to him died with him. We now share his love. And it is that love that motivates us to live as he did and see others as he does. How we see the love of God affects how we live the Christian life. I'm going to give you some examples. We'll start with repentance. Repentance. We no longer repent out of fear of rejection or judgment. We turn and run towards our Father out of love. Repentance doesn't change God's God's mind on how he sees us. It doesn't change his heart for us. It changes how we see God and it reminds us of his heart for us. So if I don't know his love, if I have not by faith received the truth of his love, or if I have not lived in the fullness of the truth of his love, if I'm a Christian and I received God's love for my salvation, but I don't live in the truth of that love, I'm constantly apologizing for my life. I am constantly looking to make myself something that I cannot be. I'm looking to earn the love of God. I'm looking to get the love of God. I want to exercise all the Christian disciplines because that will make me more lovely to God. Do you see how that works? And here's the other thing. That if I am not, if I don't believe I have love, God's love, I I can't love myself. And listen, if I can't love myself, I certainly can't love you. See how all that dominoes? It is the confidence of the love of God that allows us to come before him in repentance. It is the confidence of the acceptance of God that allows us to turn ourselves from the things of this world to a greater hope, to a greater reality, to a greater truth. That is God's love and acceptance of us. 
And if I'm not convinced of that love, then I will repent doing penitence. I will constantly be apologizing. How many times do you have to say, forgive me? How many times do you have to ask for God's forgiveness? Well, you've already got it if you're a child of God. That's the love of God. He has already secured you in his love. You've been forgiven. But if you're not assured of that forgiveness by his love, then you're constantly asking for it. You're also constantly trying to earn his love. Y'all remember the story of the prodigal son in Luke 15, which is about the father's unwavering love and the restoration of the son. And the father ran. You remember that? The father ran to restore the son. And the question is, what was restored? Well, it's not the father's love that was restored because that had never changed. It had never changed. What was restored? The son's position as son? No, that was his by birth. That had never changed. What was restored was the son's understanding of the father's true love. The son's desire to receive that father's love. A new definition of love had occurred to him, was demonstrated before him. He had discovered that the father's love could not be found anywhere else. He had given up his lust for independence and wanted dependence. He had turned his back on trying to be settled in anything other than what Father had given him. And that is all based in love. The Father's love. He was welcomed with the Father's love. He was restored because of the Father's love. He was embraced because of the Father's love. His filthiness... His mistakes of the past, his failures, all that he had done, all that he had taken, all the selfishness that was involved, everything that he had done that shamed his father, all of that did not overcome the father's love. The father's love was still just as aggressive for that boy as it was before he ever declared his intention to leave. Because the father's love doesn't change. Repentance for us is simply turning away from the deception that we can find love somewhere else. That we can be established somewhere else. That we deserve what we deserve. That we can fight for our own independence, for our own rights, for our own establishment of ourselves. But it's more than, than resignation and turning to God and say, well, I tried and it didn't work, I'm back. Isn't it? I know now it doesn't work. I can't find love like yours anywhere else. I can't find joy like what I have with you. I can't find a relationship like what I have with you. I can't enjoy life apart from you. I need you. I need to walk in the truth of your love for me. That's what it was. What do your emotions believe about God's reception when you sin? Remember the father ran to the son. We are never to assess the father's love for us based on how we feel or how we've behaved. But always based on who he is. God is love. Not on how we feel or how we behaved. Always based on his love, who he is. What a deliverance. 
It's huge. Because when I come to him by faith, I don't come to him by faith reckoning upon what I have to offer or upon my behavior or upon hoping for his favor in it. I come in by faith reckoning upon his love, his unchanging love, his unchanging desire for me upon the finished work of Christ that has made me altogether lovely to my father. For the child of God, repentance is simply returning his embrace. You ever tried to hug somebody and they were stiff as a stick? Couldn't really enjoy it. But you were determined to get the hug out anyway, right? That's how we are with God sometimes. He's hugging us, embracing us. We're looking over our shoulder. We got to get on. He is the own. He's the purpose. He's the destination. He is the reward. He's the blessing. If we're anxious to get on, it's because we haven't discovered those things yet. But we will. Talk about obedience. 1 John 5, verses 2 and 3. By this we come to know and recognize and understand that we love the children of God. When we love God and obey his commands, orders, charges. When we keep his ordinances and are mindful of his precepts and his teaching. For the true love of God is this, that we do his commands, keep his ordinances, are mindful of his precepts and his teachings. And these orders of his are not irksome, burdensome, oppressive, or grievous. Obedience is the working out of intimacy with him. If we're a child of God, obedience is a call to relationship. It's not a call because God needs you to do anything. He wants you to understand that you were supernaturally crafted together. And that supernatural union that you share with the Spirit of God needs to be expressed so that your soul may be affirmed in truth. So he will allow this world to vex you. He will allow this world to threaten the things that you thought were solid. The things that you had held on to and swore to. You wouldn't be moved. He'll allow that to be shaken so that you can turn and embrace the one thing that won't be moved. And from that position of strength, you can be obedient in all things. Do you know God has never called me to anything that I could do apart from him? Not a single thing. I can remember thinking, I wish he would. Why didn't he give me some of the simple jobs? They wouldn't be simple. They wouldn't be right. They wouldn't be what he wanted them to be. Because apart from him, I can do what? Nothing. So then he tells me to love somebody that I don't like at the moment. And then I tell him what he already knows. Of course, that's the case with God always. I say, I can't love that person. Have you seen how they acted? Have you seen what they've done? Have you seen how they treat me? Have you seen, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, as though God had disappeared for a while? Was he calling me to do something that I could do? No. He's calling me to enter into something that was already established. And you know what that was? His love. 
Anytime something happens and you're wounded by another individual or you feel like the need to run away from somebody or reject somebody, anytime those things happen, what is it a call to? Self-protection or into the truth of your God? In this day and age, there are a lot of things that can cause individuals to separate from each other. Love is supposed to be that glue that holds us all together. But let me tell you something. It's not something. It's not a glue. It's a God. It is the God. Because he defines love. It's his love. It's his love that has made me all that he loves. And I'm all that he loves because of his love. If you're a child of God... You have the capacity to love beyond anything that you have ever known, beyond anything that you have ever experienced. The keeping of the ordinances and the precepts are not burdensome to us, but in truth, they allow us to experientially know and express that love because he works in love. Obedience is that outworking of intimacy with him, not out of fear, but out of love. Don't you love to go places and do things with the one you love? Well, that's obedience. Just because where you go and what you do are directed by him, should that make it a burden? No. As sheep, we need and want his instruction because we want what's best for us. He guides us. In the way we should go. Here's the thing. You know the enemy will give you a thousand reasons. Why you shouldn't do what you know you should do. If we wait around for us to weigh this out. With our simple logic. With our frail brains. We'll come to the wrong conclusion. Because a call to obedience is not a call to logic. It's not a call to the right circumstance. Or the right situation. A call to obedience is not a matter of plus and minuses. It's, it's not you weighing anything out. It is you saying, yes, Lord. I don't understand it. I don't understand everything that he asked me to do. Do you? Well, you may think you do, but you don't. Because you see just the surface of things. Going over and giving somebody a hug. It, it, You think you've seen the whole of it. You don't know what God does, how God works. You don't know who saw that. You don't know who was watching. You don't know how that affected them. You don't know what that caused them to do. You don't know what they did that affected somebody else. You don't know the whole of it. You know why you don't? You're not God. So in obedience, we know that the work of God, the the reaching of God, the, the things that God calls into place are so much greater than our weak perceptions. And all of it is motivated by what? Love. Love. He has changed how we see ourselves. He's changed how we should see ourselves. He tells us things about ourselves that we couldn't convince ourselves of in a mirror. In Romans eight fourteen through 15, he says, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For the Spirit which you have received is not the Spirit of slavery to put you once 
more in bondage to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, the spirit producing sonship, in the bliss of which, in the bliss, not in the agony, in the bliss, not in the plaintive cry, but in the bliss of which we cry, Abba, Father, Father. That's the spirit we've received. The spirit that makes us who we are. Abba, Father, Father. We're no longer in bondage to fear. We can entertain it, but we're not chained to it. Boy, if the Christian community could embrace one thing, that should be it right there. It's time to put fear aside. Oh, fear is not in the cowering sense for most people. It's in self-protecting ways of living. It's in holding ourselves back. It's in securing our little world. It's in doing the things that keep us feeling safe and secure. I'm not saying those things are wrong. But I'm saying that everything that is motivated by fear is wrong. I don't care what it is. We are not to live by fear because to live by fear is unbelief. And what that means is if you live by fear in any degree, in any degree you live by fear, you have entered into idolatry. You say, well, I understand that, but there are certain things that, you know, you got to do precautions. You got to. I'm not talking about precautions. I'm talking about the perception that you hold your destiny, that you are the one that protects yourself, that you are the one who orders your future, that you are the one who makes your life work. Thank you for joining us for His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger. This program is the radio ministry of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. If you'd like to know more about us, visit us on the web at hislifeministries.org or on Facebook at His Life Fellowship. We would love to have you join us for worship. We meet on Saturdays at 5 p.m. at 1307 Blanco Woods at the corner of Blanco Road and Blanco Woods just inside Loop 1604. Also, if you would like to help support this ministry, you can send your tax-deductible donation to His Life Ministries, P.O. Box 1894, Bernie, Texas, 78006. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.